It was nearly 1 a.m. when I stepped off a plane and stumbled into the international airport in Dakar, Senegal. I'd been here many times before, but it always took a moment to regain my bearings. Everywhere I turned, a different guy offered to help with my bags. A series of offers I didn't need, since I always travel light, but the persistent porters were hard to turn down. A shouting match erupted between two of the men. I knew what the stakes were. Whoever served as my escort would be eligible for the tip. I picked out one of the porters at random and followed him to a small alcove above the shouting crowd. A couple of plastic chairs were nailed to the floor. Here, he told me in French, you can stay here and sleep. I looked at the chairs, paid off the guy, and set up camp for what I knew would be a long night. My final destination was the tiny republic of Guinea-Bissau, just half an hour by air from Dakar. But the flight didn't leave until 7 a.m. What to do for six hours? I could have gone into the city and found a hotel, but the prospect of three hours of sleep before trudging back to the airport wasn't enticing. Better to ride it out until I reached my final destination and was able to crash in a real bed. I had a bottle of water, procured upon arrival, and a three-ounce bottle of vodka, procured in the Frankfurt Airport Lounge prior to heading to Africa earlier that day. Together with an airline blanket, thanks Lufthansa, was all I needed for a few hours of fitful sleep. Four days earlier, I had walked in the rain past Grand Central Terminal in Manhattan. My destination was a tiny consulate office in a sublet United Nations building. The office had no listed hours. For a fee of $100, payable in cash, no receipt provided, I received the visa I'd been hunting down for several months. This trip would take me from New York to Frankfurt to Dakar to Bissau and then back out via Lisbon and London a few days later. It was both a journey and a task. Even when you're worn down from three continents of travel, it's hard to sleep on a plastic chair in a West African transit area. I was careful to keep the strap from my laptop bag coiled around my leg, but still woke with a jolt every few moments as I worried about a return visit from the helpful porters. When I managed to drift into real sleep, a swarm of mosquitoes arrived to keep watch, ensuring that I never dozed for long. I thought about what a laughable experience it was. Why, after having achieved a healthy measure of career success with plenty of projects at home and a worldwide community of friends and more pleasant surroundings, did I find myself propped up on a plastic chair in the middle of the night in Senegal? What was the journey and the task? First things first. This area of the world is where it all started many years ago. Ten years earlier, I had roamed the region as an aid worker serving as a volunteer for a medical charity. Through trial and error, I learned how to avoid bribes, well, except for airport porters, and make my way through chaotic arrival scenes like the one I encountered tonight. So, why had I returned? It was simple, really. This time, I was on a different kind of mission. For the past decade, I had devoted much of my time, money, and attention to visiting every country in the world, every single country in every region with no country left behind, 
It was a lifelong challenge I had pondered for years before finally accepting it as the quest I would pursue for as long as it took. This mission had led me to break away former Soviet republics and remote islands and the South Pacific. I'd watched the only flight of the night on another small island take off without me. I'd successfully arrived in Pakistan and Saudi Arabia without a visa, somehow convincing the immigration authorities to let me stay. I'd been deported from a country I'm still trying to forget. Along the way, there were many nights like this one in Dakar, where I arrived with no plans except onward travel, flying or riding in a crowded minibus to another small country that made the news only when it was in civil war or threatened with disappearance due to climate change. In a weird, almost masochistic way, I liked the idea of returning to Senegal. Full circle, back to the 